Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. But we do know that if we want to continue to celebrate life as we age, we have to be mindful of how we take care of our bodies, and that's why today's show is especially exciting. Our guest, Kathy Richards, is an author speaker, a consultant, and a wellness and aging coach. She's known for helping baby boomers and beyond to achieve an amazing quality of life, no matter what our age. Her motto is, it's never too early and never too late. And Kathy's joining us today to share all about her philosophy for healthy aging and her book, Boom, Six Steps to a Longer, Healthier Life. So welcome, Kathy. I can't wait to hear what you're going to share today. Yay, I'm so happy to be here. I was looking forward to it. So, yeah, let's get going. Well, yes, that's absolutely right. And I would like to backtrack before we get going, though, and refer again to your favorite saying or one of your favorite sayings. It's never too early. It's never too late. I love it. And tell me how you, you know, kind of created the philosophy behind that belief. Oh, I'd love to. It is, it is my favorite saying. I started my career in fitness and wellness with Marriott. I worked in, in corporate wellness, and people were busy, and they just they didn't, didn't really want to do a lot, but they wanted to be a little healthier. So, so I worked there for a long time. But, you know, afterwards, it wasn't until I started working in senior wellness. I worked for eight years as a director of wellness for a retirement community where the average age was 85. So it was it was then that it informed how I wanted to work with older adults, but also what younger adults needed to take into account because I saw 85-year-olds, and when you're around, surrounded by 1,400 of them all day, every day, for eight years, you notice some things, don't you think? <laughs> yes, I would think so. Yeah, so there were some who were traveling the world, who were doing Zumba, who were having these amazing quality of lives, and then there were some that had significant cognitive and physical ailments and were really suffering from a diminished quality of life. And so where my saying came from was that, you know, I started observing, you know, these people who are at one extreme or the other, it didn't turn this way overnight. You know, um, we we know that how healthy we are as we age is determined 70% of the time by lifestyle. So the earlier we get started with these healthy habits, the better. So a lot of times people in their young years are thinking, oh, I got time. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm getting around okay. And they're not really focused on some of the things that we know, I'm using air quotes here, that we should do. But, you know, I'm kind of fine. So, you know, as long, until, I don't ha- until I have a problem, I'll just ignore it. So that's where, you know, so it's never too early. Um, but then I also notice working with the 85-year-olds that if we take someone who is at the age of 85 or even I've had clients in their 90s who get started, let's say, on an exercise routine, and the human body and the muscles, amazing, amazing ability to respond at, at whatever age we are. You can get stronger. You can get more fit. I've had clients in nursing homes who got strong enough to improve their mobility, improve their quality of life. So it's never too late. And it's never too early. So I really love the continuation, the continuum of of wherever you are, let's get moving now with making a couple of small changes that can have significant impact. It doesn't have to be a lot in order to have meaningful results, really. 
Well, Kathy, I, that just, it's so empowering, too, because when you said uh, that 70%, you know, almost three-quarters of our help. Now, you know, not everybody, and things happen to people, but basically right. we do have a lot of control about our future and how our, our older age is going to, you know, look to us and appear to others. So mm-hmm. I think this is so great. And, two, like you say, it doesn't have to be difficult. You've broken it down to six basic steps to a longer, healthier life. So mm-hmm. if you don't mind, mm-hmm. let's start taking them one by one. And I love at the beginning of you, Brooke, I totally agree with you, but you say it all starts in your head. And why is our oh, belief yeah. system so crucial? Oh, well, you know, our mindset is subject to the commercials we see on TV. It's subject to the people around us. We have thoughts coming in and out of our head all the time. And unless we're purposefully planting the right kind of thoughts in our head, then we don't want them just to be subject to whatever is blowing in the wind. And, and a lot of times we get these messages of all or none is the biggest one. That is, is one of these things that we, we are fed, it seems like, from infomercials or whatever, that either there's going to be a quick fix or there's an all or none, either I'm athletic or I'm not. If I'm not going to change into clothes and go to a gym three times a week, I might as well not bother, you know, or, um, you know, it's, it's, we just, we just really get pulled into these, these things that, that, or we start and stop and we fail and we, like, Oh, I keep, I keep falling off the wagon. I might as well not bother. So thinking positive and, and baby steps, and where do I want to be a year from now? How can I incorporate a couple of small things that I still see myself doing a year from now rather than starting and stopping something overly stringent 16 times, you know, um, that ends us just more dejected? I am I again I agree with you wholeheartedly then from my past history and I have this inner rebel that if I'm too good for too long, that inner rebel is going <laughs> to pop out and just spoil everything. <laughs> But yeah, I think little little steps and then just turning them into habits so you don't even realize you're doing it and you can do that in just about every area, each one of these six steps. That's right. I always say habit is more important than content. We are we are conditioned to believe that the content has to be something elaborate. Um, but it doesn't because the small habits that kind of sneak up on you and you just kind of suddenly it's like, wow, I just keep doing that. That's the way that's the way we change our lives. When we do something too strict. I loved you said you're in a rebel, but, you know, it's not just it's not just uh, you. It's, it's physiologically and psych- psychologically our body and the hormones, they drive us to eat or to bounce, you know, just to spring back um, when something is too jarring and too much of a change. Well, I, again, that makes sense. So uh, the mindset, and you do, you give a lot of information about that, and really helpful, I thought, because I, I enjoyed that chapter actually particularly, but they're all great. And the next one, uh, this does take a little bit of swallowing, <laughs> but the magic <laughs> pill. What is the magic <laughs> pill? Oh, I will tell you, you know, I call exercise the magic pill. I, I do. That's my little my little acronym, and that is because, you know, especially as we age, but at, at any age, we are told so many things we're supposed to do. And again, here we are on, on, on the phone, I'm using air quotes, things we're supposed to do that improve our health or will, you know, make us healthier. And the list gets long, we get overwhelmed. So I like to make things easier by saying, hey, if we, need, if we were going to think about what's one thing, if we were going to change just one thing that could have more positive impact in more categories of our life than any other single thing we could do, it would be exercise. 
So, I mean, it's not just going to help us lose weight, let's say, or get stronger. It's also going to help our bones. It helps our lungs. It reduces our risk of disease. It improves constipation. It improves depression. It improves, I mean, I have listed, I have a little little handout I haven't, actually, I think it's in the appendix of my book, 68 Reasons to Exercise. I think I got that far without even looking anything up. It's just amazing what exercise can do for us, even in small doses. And really, in small doses, and that kind of brings us to the next uh, number three, the Boom Fitness uh, Framework, because you don't have to start, again, uh, running, you know, eight miles a day or anything. You mm-hmm. have, a, you know, a very distinct, uh, where you've kind of broken it down into various stages. And so tell us a little bit about that, so that the magic pill is one that we can swallow, as I said, <laughs> and really yeah. enjoy. I think once you get used to it, you you know, it becomes a part of your life and you love it. As long as you're doing something mm-hmm. you love. Absolutely. And so the framework that I have in the book is four levels. And it's also two tracks. So I have a track for never too early and a whole track for never too late. So the never too early track is for people who have a, a better mobility, might be a little on the younger side, but it doesn't have to be someone, you know, under 60. Definitely people, I have people, clients in their 60s and beyond who are still doing the never too early plan because they don't have any health risks. Their mobility is good. They can get up and off the floor easily. Um, The never too late track is for people who, for whatever reason, need a little more gentle approach that might be mostly seated um, and and more gentle. But whichever track you're on, my framework has four levels, from a tiny commitment to a little bit more to a little bit more to, to a bigger commitment because we all don't want to do the same amount. Some of us only want to do a little little bit of that, and some of us don't want to have any equipment. Some of us think, hey, I'll buy some exercise tubing, or hey, I have this, this dusty old gym, you know, a thing in the basement I want to start using. So I want to, I like to accommodate for whatever amount of time and interest that you have that is based on that amount of time and interest, what's the best way to, to spend it? Well, and another thing with uh, the magic pill and the fitness framework, uh, just, you know, one of the things that I'm not overly concerned about, but anybody my age, uh, you know, you don't want to fall. And we've all got, you know, we know about the bones and all that. And, I mean, as simple as Mm -hmm. your wonderful exercise, getting off the chair. And so tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about some of these things, because as you put it, as you wrote in the book, one of the biggest ways to avoid uh, falling and to improve your balance is to improve the strength of your legs. Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it is something that's shocking that a lot of people are unaware of is that in the 60 year snapshot between your 20s and your 80s, the average person loses 50% of their leg strength. And that that's, is like, uh, it's, 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 you know, you, your jaw just drops when we, when we hear that. But the good news is that is not due to the physiological aging process at all. Your muscles are fully capable of keeping their strength and getting stronger at every age. It's due to the typical experience of most people that they get less and less active with every year as they age. So um, the test for that is, your listeners can even do this while while they're listening to this, if you're sitting in a chair, scoot to the end of your chair, and then without using your arms, See if you can stand up and sit down, you know, and if you can't even do one without using your arms, you've had a significant loss of leg strength already. That would be a red flag. And if you can do at least one, then see how many can you do in 30 seconds. So that's a little assessment, but it's also an exercise. So clients of mine or people who are following the BOOM framework who don't want to do much, hey, if you just do, 
20 or even 10 of those standing up and sitting down from a chair every morning after you brush your teeth, think about how awesome that would be for your leg strength. And it would only, it would be something that could become a habit. And it's so darn short that you wouldn't have a reason to, to say, oh, I don't have time. You can do it in the commercials <laughs> you can, while you're That's watching right. television. You can do it, yeah. like you say, while you're listening to Feisty Side of 50 or anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really sends simple things like that. You do them. They're not hard. And then the best thing, too, is you will see an improvement, which is wonderful. Totally see an improvement. It's phenomenal, the, the capacity that our, our muscles have. I mean, there is a research study done. It was Ball State University where they compared – a cross-section under a microscope of the muscles of a 70-year-old triathlete to someone in their 20s, and the muscles are basically identical. So, I mean, your muscles are capable of getting stronger and of being strong at advanced ages. It's just a matter of doing some strength training. Well, Kathy, you've got me all motivated. As soon as we get up, I'm sitting in a chair with rollers. I wouldn't suggest that you do it in <laughs> that one. <laughs> but I will be getting on a stable chair, and right after we're done, I'm going to go do that one. Well, oh, and of course, in addition to strengthening our muscles, we've got to give them the fuel to do that. And I love the way you, you know, you equate food to fuel because we want it to taste mm-hmm. good but the basic you know reason to eat is to fuel our body so what are some of the mm-hmm. foods we want to focus on foods to avoid and some of your tips on healthy eating well i'm so glad that you that you are talking about the aspect because so often we focus on what we shouldn't eat rather than what we sh- should eat or what would be helpful for us to eat because even just the word should is gosh we, we tend to like you said rebel from that word so I like yeah. to refer to what I call the superfoods, which are foods that have so many fantastic benefits in multiple areas of our life that they really add to how we feel and they add to our overall health. And they're, they're, and they're going to help not just our health, but also our brain health and also help our energy level. And so um, part of the, the tagline of my book is I have three phrases. I talk about a strong body a sharp brain, and endless energy. And the good news is that you don't have to follow three separate sets of recommendations to get all three. It's the same set of recommendations, and it's the same set of superfoods. So uh, the things that we should be eating a lot of are not going to be a surprise to your listeners. I am sure of that, but it's the whole grains and fruits and vegetables, specifically things like broccoli and sweet potatoes, Um, carrots, red peppers, things that are really colorful. We hear that berries are so good for brain health, and they are, but so are really any of the fruits that are high in antioxidants, any any kinds of berries um, or or colorful fruits. And then when we look at the proteins, things like salmon, things like um, edamame, and um, I love beans and lentils for people who are having more of a plant-based lifestyle, which I I eat more plants than than meat-based products. And um, that's supposed to be so, you know, so good for us to, to have more, more plant-forward meals. Um, and then the good fats. We know what are the good fats, right? We know avocado. We know um, some nuts in moderation are the things that are, are good for us. So, and the more we eat of these kinds of foods, the less room we leave in our diet for the less virtuous foods. And we won't even be having those cravings as much because we'll be getting so much good fuel. 
Yeah, I and I like in the chapter two, you also focus on a fiber because I think that's one thing. A lot of times people who, you know, they might go on one of these diets where it's meat heavy uh, and you're not getting, yeah. you know, fiber is really critical, right? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. You know, for heart health, but also um, for to feel to feel full and to have your digestive system work properly. So uh, having a lot of uh, high fiber fruits and vegetables and whole grains is essential, essential for feeling good with that. Um, as is hydration, you know, water, having enough water um, is going to help with your digestion, help just with your overall feeling well as well. Well, and, then, and again, uh, it, it's another chapter where you you put in a lot of practical information. You're also inspiring, and I really like the one on food as well. And then we're already at number six, which is something I think is so important, and that is an active social life, connecting with people of various ages. And if you don't mind, I, I was so moved by this. It was, like I say, simple, practical, and inspiring. You put down your four keys to healthy aging body brain people and purpose i thought wow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and you know that was from the years again that i spent working in a senior living community and what what can happen sometimes as we get older and as for instance if, if we were kind of finished raising our families and we don't have maybe as many things we quote unquote need to accomplish in a day and then we start feeling like you know if 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 you had, if you woke up in the morning and there was nothing you had to do, nobody was counting on you for anything. Nobody cared if you, you know, you weren't responsible for anything meaningful. Sometimes people laugh and say, "Oh, that would be a great feeling." It's called a vacation. That's when it's short term, but long term, that's not that's not meaningful. Most people really need meaning and purpose to stimulate their brain, to stimulate their well-being. So if you're no longer employed, sometimes people, um, you know, if you don't have to work full-time, you might want a part-time job. Or maybe you want a volunteer opportunity. It's something with pets or something with cultural arts or something political or something, you know, that helps the, um, helps with, with hunger or child abuse or, you know, whatever it is that, that's meaningful to you, um, where are you going to find meaning? And also where are you going to find social interaction? Um, so I'm not sure. Are you familiar with uh, the Blue Zones concept? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so that's the areas of the world where they have the highest percentage of people living past the age of 100. And what do they have in common? And a couple of the things they have in common is that thriving social engagement and putting family first, having these things that, that make meaningful daily lives. Well, speaking of meaning and brain health, I just realized I skipped step five, which is brain health. Uh-oh, I better better go back and do Uh something. Oh, well, I am well over 50, so there you go. But I know that this amazed me, too. The number one way to keep your brain sharp is through exercise. There you go. Well. It shouldn't surprise you because it's about the magic pill, right? <laughs> the magic pill. So we always think, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to assume that the best way to improve our brain is to do brain exercises, but it's not. Brain exercises are great, but even better than brain exercises is physical exercise for our brain health, getting that extra oxygen through our system, getting 
all that extra stimulation and blood flow to our brain. So um, we keep our cells really engaged that way. And um, if you're doing some type of physical exercise that also includes using your brain, that's even better. Let's say something like dancing, um, where you have to kind of remember the steps or follow along while you're moving. That is that is phenomenal for brain health. Um, but you know, you you also really want to think about those those um, ideas about learning in general. Like brain games are are good and can be fine for you. But what about learning a new language or learning a musical instrument or learning how to use something on the computer that you that you you know, decided to, up till now you've avoided, you know, those types of things where we're really just pushing ourselves just a bit. Well, I've got to say, I, I know our listeners are going to be able to tell from our conversation what wonderful tips you have in this book, what wonderful suggestions, solid information, scientifically backed information. You've done so much with this, Kathy. And you also have a fabulous website. So please tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you, your work, and, of course, grab their own copy. And this is a perfect gift to give to your friends for the holidays. Boom, six steps to a longer, healthy your life. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Well, my website is kathyrichards.net and Kathy is with a C. And you can also find out more about my book at kathyrichards.net forward slash boom. That's pretty easy. And I have a special gift for all of your listeners that is about brain power. I have a special report that is about 12 strategies to boost your brain power. And you can grab that at kathyrichards.net forward slash brain power. So that will be a great little, uh, great little cheat sheet. Well, great. Obviously, I could use it since I skipped step number five. But, uh, but I'm going to do that right as soon as we close. And also, as soon as I do my 20 uh, get up and down from the chair exercises. So you, you've made my day, Kathy. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Well, and any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience? Because, of course, your message is a profound one for health and well-being, and I so appreciate you being here. Oh, I love being here. I guess the, the other one of my other favorite sayings, besides it's never too early or too late, and that you can get uh, fantastic results from even modest investments of time, the last little phrase I like to add is that we really can't afford not to. We really can't afford not to. So I, I really wish all of your listeners wonderful health and quality of life. And I would love for, for them to stay in touch. And please come visit me at my website um, because, or actually social media also. I don't know if your listeners are on Facebook or on Instagram, but at Byring Vitality is my handle on Instagram and Facebook. So I would love to, to meet them there. Well, love that, Kathy. And I've already begged you to please come back on in January. I'm now I'm doing it on air, so what can you say? <laughs> but, um, but really, I think we could use a big dose of your wonderful inspiration after the holidays. And I know even if the, the best of us are going to overeat and eat a little sugar and have a little champagne, maybe. So we will oh, use your fine. wonderful tips for recharging for the new year. Oh, yeah. You know, actually, I just blogged about that this week, avoiding the holiday weight gains. So if they head on over to to my kathyrichards.net and hit my blog page, you'll see my tips, three tips on avoiding holiday weight gain. Wow. Okay. Well, we are ending on a very <laughs> practical note there. Well, Kathy, thank you again. Thanks for your time and giving us your thoughts on maintaining health and well-being well into later life. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. It's great to be here. 
Well, and I urge all of you listeners out there, please check out Kathy's website. Pick up a copy of Boom, Six Steps to a Longer, Healthier Life. The book is full of practical information. I've used the word practical a bunch, but it really is. We, You know, pie in the sky, lose 10 pounds in four days. We don't need that stuff at our age. We want something that we, we can sustain, feel really good, have all that energy Kathy's promising. And it's got a lot of motivation in there, and it provides a real blueprint you can use to continue to remain healthy and active and vital for years to come. And while you're at it, don't forget to go out there and show the world just how feisty a woman over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.